0: hey everybody and welcome to well said the university of north carolina at chapel hills podcast where we talk with students faculty and staff about what's going on on campus and around the world and today we're talking the upcoming football season with voice of the tar heels jones angel so carolina is going to kick off the new football season on saturday against georgia but as somebody who's been the play-by-play announcer for the football team for a couple years Do you still get excited when the new season comes along? No doubt. And, you know, that is something I think
1: about athletics and something about my particular job that I really enjoy, and that is that it's never the same even though you're doing something similar, doing the same thing, that there's always new challenges. It's always a a different team or a different game or whatever. It's never just the same thing day after day, after day, after day. And so I, I think when you're, especially this time of year, when you're right on the cusp of the season starting again and you start to get your adrenaline going a little bit and you start thinking about the possibilities and you start breaking down the other team and thinking about how good your particular team could be. I mean, all that kind of stuff is a lot of fun. And, you know, A lot of people just like to do that just for fun outside, you know, just as a hobby. And so to get paid for it, I feel like I'm stealing money sometimes. So um, this is definitely a fun time of year. There's a lot of excitement around the program. Yeah, I really enjoy. Larry Fedora and his staff and the guys on his team. I mean, 99% of the guys that I work with football and basketball are, are good guys. You know, you'll have one stray knucklehead every now and then. But for the most part, this is a really good uh, group of guys. And that, that makes it fun, too, because you want them to succeed, not just because they're wearing Carolina jerseys, but you want them to succeed because you know them a little more personally. You, you know the kind of person they are, how hard they work. And it's neat to see them have success.
0: So have you always been a fan of Carolina sports? Yeah, very much
1: so. In fact, uh, you know, Dad and I used to listen to the radio broadcast of Carolina while we would watch on TV and and turn down the sound and listen to the games, listen to Woody and uh, Mick Mixon at the time was doing the uh, the color analyst work and, you know, listen to those guys call the game. And I really enjoyed that and just a huge Carolina fan growing up, football and basketball. And so um, I've always been, always been a Tar Heel, no question.
0: So then as a student here in the late 90s, were you one of those guys with the full body paint screaming at the games?
1: <laughs> we had some really good—my first year was—Carolina had a great basketball team my first year. They, uh, they went to the Final Four. as Antoine Jamison and Vince Carter and Ed Coda and Shaman Williams and Adam olo and Maktar Jai. That was a really good team. I think they only lost maybe two, three games in the regular season. They lost to Maryland. They lost to Duke. And then I know, obviously, they lost to Utah in the Final Four. They may have had one more in there, but that was a terrific team. And, in fact, Carolina went to the Final Four my junior year as well as, a, as an eight-seed in the NCAA tournament. And, unfortunately, after my freshman year, football wasn't as good, but we had a terrific year that first year as well. That was Mac Brown's last year at Carolina uh, was my freshman year. And so well, I was fortunate to be there for some really good teams and, and see some as a student. And, you know, I've been fortunate moving along to, to get a chance to cover some really good teams too.
0: How'd you go from being a Carolina fan to becoming the voice of the Tar Heels that everybody hears during the football and basketball games? What did you do as a student at Carolina that helped you get there?
1: I, uh, I was at the J school. I went through uh, the broadcast sequence in the journalism school, but honestly, and this is in no way to put down the journalism school, I, I really got a lot of my training on the job. I mean, I started interning with our radio network between my sophomore and junior years and was just able as time went along to be able to get some more responsibility to do some more things and eventually get the chance to be on the air a little bit. And so I do think and I always tell people this now that there is a huge advantage to going to a high quality journalism school like North Carolina. And I think Carolina has done a great job, particularly in the last 15 years or so, of really simulating or providing real world opportunities for their journalism students, because I think it is As with most things, but with journalism in particular, to me, there's just such a big difference when you're doing it for real. When you're doing it on a deadline or you know somebody's listening when you're saying something, to me, that's different than when you're doing it for a class or you're writing a paper for a professor or whatever. So I think Carolina does a terrific job getting their people ready, and they did for me as well. But I I got just as much training hands-on as I did in the classroom.
0: So you're known now as the football and men's basketball guy. But what sports were you calling before that?
1: The first thing I did is I started doing just a little bit of color analyst work, to the secondary guy there on baseball and women's basketball games. And then we thought we'd try out streaming some women's soccer games um, online, just the audio at the time. So I called play by play for that for uh, two seasons. I mean, that was actually while I was still in school, I was doing some of that. And then, you know, we had tragic accident in the early 2000s when Stephen Gates, who was our women's basketball and baseball play-by-play man, he was our football sideline reporter, Stephen was killed in a hit-and-run accident on Interstate 40. And so uh, after that occurred, I took over the, the play-by-play roles for, for the baseball team and for women's basketball, and I did the women's games for two seasons and then did baseball for, gosh, oh, eight years, nine years, something like that. And I was really fortunate in those eight or nine years where they had some really good teams. That was a lot of fun because I got to see the baseball team go from – pretty good uh, a team that you thought was close to getting it done to then they go to the World Series four straight years and five out of six and yeah I had a really fun time doing that and and then as you alluded to when Woody retired and in, in 2011 got the opportunity to do men's
0: basketball and football as well what's been your favorite one to call
1: you know I, I get that question a lot and they're all different you know I mean I think to me they they are challenges and they're unique to all of them you know basketball particularly the way Carolina likes to play is a very high, you know, very fast pace. And so it's just making sure that you're keeping up with the action, that people understand where the ball is, who has it, what's the score, what the time is. I mean, just the real basic things of the game. But in a game that moves as quickly as basketball often does, that's very important. And with it just being Carolina basketball, that's a big deal. I mean, there, there are a lot of people who love Carolina basketball, who love watching and listening to Carolina basketball. And they, they live and die with every bounce of that ball. So just being a part of that is something that's really fun. Football, for me, is probably the most challenging. You're the farthest away of any of the sports, just distance-wise. There's the most guys on the field. There's the most things to try to describe what's happening in a play. And, you know, I tend tend to get a little bit screamy every now and then. And so when it's a really good play, if you think, football good plays traditionally last longer than basketball good plays. Um, And so just trying to kind of manage my voice for that's always been uh, something that I continue to work on. Um, And then baseball, to me is a real storytelling sport. It's a much more relaxed sport. It's a longer sport. You have to be prepared to do nothing for 45 minutes and then do a whole lot in 45 seconds because, you know, the balls hit to the left side and the shortstop kicks it out into the outfield and the left fielder throws it into second. I mean, there's all these things that have to happen in a short amount of time. So there's a little bit of a challenge in that as well. But, you know, I was really, really fortunate to get a chance to work uh, under and with and at one point beside a couple of guys in in Woody Durham and Mick Mixon who have achieved an extraordinarily high level of success in our profession. I mean, Woody was the the play-by-play guy here for 40 years, mixing out with the Carolina Panthers as their play-by-play man. And to get to learn from those guys and take some things and steal some things from them has
0: helped me along the way. One of your most popular calls, if not the most popular one, is when Gio Bernard ran back the punt return for a touchdown to beat NC State. But do you have your own favorite call? That is certainly the one that people talk
1: to me the most about. There is no question. You know, it's interesting that was such a cathartic moment for carolina football fans for a lot of different reasons um, at that point in time and i think just to have that moment and it was in keenan stadium and and people enjoyed the call for for whatever reason and so that has been one that has really stuck with carolina fans that people still today come up and and talk to me about i was i was at a golf tournament this spring and this guy goes, hey, will you uh, will you call my cell phone number? And I said, sure. And so I called his number from my phone and his ringtone was that play call. And so it just for whatever, at that moment, and I have no illusion that it's the call that people love, it's the memory of that moment that people love so much. And, and so I tell people all the time, you know, it was never easy, it was never going to be easy to replace if you will, Woody. Nobody's going to replace Woody. I grew up listening to Woody. Everybody loved Woody for good reason. He was one of the best. But the more times that you can share moments like that with the fan base, good and bad. I mean, the in the national championship game this year that wasn't any fun however that was a moment that I shared with Carolina fans that our broadcast shared with Carolina fans and so as you continue to build that relationship over time and you share those moments with people I think that's how you build that relationship with the fan base so that that one play was really beneficial for me because I think it showed some people that they felt like hey it's okay that this guy's doing it now you know I'd like this guy doing it now, or at least they became a little more comfortable with one of their favorite moments hearing my voice instead of Woody's voice on that particular play. So that is one that is certainly always going to be important to me for those kind of reasons. There was also a baseball play that I've always really enjoyed. It was 2006 Super Regional. In the baseball playoffs, you go regionals and super regionals in the College World Series. And uh, so the winner of this game against uh, Alabama was going to go to the College World Series, best two out of three. The Tar Heels won the first game. Second game, Carolina was uh, ahead late. Alabama hit a home run in the top of the ninth to take the lead. Um, and then Carolina, Chad Flack was the guy's name, hit a home run, a walk-off home run. Carolina goes to the College World Series for the first time since the late 70s, or early 80s, one of the two. And um, that was a play and a call that, I, that I've always really enjoyed and just a moment that I really enjoyed that was neat for me to be a part of. So um, those are the two that really probably have stood out the most to me. But the, the good thing is, and one of the neat things about sports is, man, it could be the next game, right? It could be the next play. And that's, uh, I think, part of that everybody loves about athletics so much.
0: All right. So the season starts on Saturday. So let's talk some football here. The team had a lot of success last year going 11-3 and three and making it to the ACC championship. Do you think the Tar Heels can continue that success this year? You know, I don't know.
1: It's hard to say. You know, I think Carolina could be better than it was last year but I don't know if it can win as many games as it did last year you know the Tar Heels were 11-1 and at one point last season and then lost to Clemson in the ACC championship game by one score a team that ended up being the national runner-up and then lost to Baylor by 10 points or whatever it was in the bowl game and I think had Baylor not lost its quarterback middle of the year that would have been a national championship caliber team so they were 11 and 3 when it was all said and done, which is a terrific year. Carolina has only won 11 games in a season four times ever. And so it was a great year. Um, the schedule is a little bit tougher this year. Of course, the Georgia game coming up in Atlanta, that'll be a challenge. The crossover game in the league where you play one team from the other division in the league last year. Uh, the Tar Heels had Wake Forest at home. This year it's Florida State on the road, so that's clearly a step up as far as difficulty goes. And quite honestly, it's just hard to go undefeated in the league. I mean, Carolina was 8-0 in the league last year, and That's not easy to do. And so to try to get that win against Virginia Tech and Miami and Georgia Tech and Pittsburgh, I mean, these are solid, good teams. And and to beat them all in one year was was quite a feat. So I do think this is going to be a very good team. I think it can be a very explosive team on offense in particular. But having said that, you have to get a few breaks, go your way. You have to stay healthy. You have to get a a big time interception when you need it. You have to get a key play from somebody on fourth down, whatever it may be. And you just
0: never know until you go through it. What do you think are going to be some of the keys for Carolina this season? What do you think they're really going to have to do to continue that momentum from last year?
1: Well, I think anytime you change at the quarterback position in football, that's something you have to keep an eye on. Now, you know, Marquis Williams had a terrific Carolina career. He set all kinds of records, and, and he was a big reason that the Tar Heels were successful of the last couple of years, and in particular, last season. Mitch Trubisky, who, of course, is taking over this year. You know, Mitch is an experienced player in that he's a red shirt junior. So he's been in the program multiple years. He has taken meaningful snaps before, even if they are limited meaningful snaps, he has been in there in limited moments and been successful for the most part in those moments that he has been in there. And he's somebody that the coaches have long been impressed with, long been excited to see his ability when he gets the chance to, to take over this team. And so while you're never comfortable with a switch at the quarterback position. I think this is as good a situation as you could hope for in that spot. Now you never know for sure, Mitch has never been the full-time starter before, but the context clues tell you that he's gonna be pretty good at that position. But I still think that's number one, is how he handles that spot. And then I, I do think particularly up front defensively, the Tar Heels need to continue to improve. And that just comes with getting a little bit bigger, getting a little bit older, continuing to recruit that position. And they have done well. I, I think Carolina is in better shape this year than it was last year in that defensive front. They're deeper, they're bigger, they're a little bit older. They're still relying on a lot of young guys, a lot of redshirt freshmen, redshirt sophomores, uh, things like that at that position. But I think that that's an area where they will improve. And while Carolina did not lose a large number of players off last year's team, the guys they lost were productive, and in particular, they were great leaders, and big-time leaders on that particular team last year. Are guys like Marquise Williams and Jeff Shotmer, the linebacker, Shaquille Rashad at linebacker, Quinshot Davis, Landon Turner. I mean, these were all guys who really took that role seriously, and I think that was a big reason why the Torials were good last year was their on-field leadership, the, the player leadership, not just from the coaches. So they've got to find those those guys to step into those roles
0: too. So the football team has been getting ready for the season for months now. So we know that they're going to be excited come Saturday. But what about for you? Are there going to be any pregame jitters or nervousness before the game kicks off? You always get a little bit
1: that way. Um, You always get a little bit of that adrenaline flow and you always get a little bit of that anticipation and that excitement. Um, And that's whether it's the first game of the year, the ninth game of the year or the 21st basketball game of the year, whatever it is just because you know you're about to be on the air, you know you're about to, to cover this game, you're excited to see what's going to happen, just all those kind of things. I, th- I think it's less nerves than it used to be, and now it's just more excitement to get going, you know, more than anything else. It's, it's funny, you know, people ask me, or they say to me, they say, wow, you, you sound so much more comfortable now. And I'm sure some of that's true, although I don't, necessarily feel more comfortable doing the games. I I think it's just, I kind of always felt the same way, but I'm sure it is a little bit of that. But I also think people are just more comfortable hearing me do the games. And so, yeah, I think that relationship has developed as well. And I'm sure I will not be the only excited person uh, 10 minutes before kickoff coming up on Saturday
0: night. Check out goheels.com to keep up with the football team this season and the rest of Carolina Athletics. And don't forget to check back to unc.edu next week for another episode of Well Said.